0: Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. Welcome to Closer Look. I'm Ed Linane. We're here in Washington at the Capitol Hill office of Congressman Tom McClintock, who represents California's 4th District The Congressman serves on the Influential House Judiciary Committee, as well as the Natural Resources Committee. From that, he's also the chairman of the Water and Power Subcommittee. He's married to Lori. Together, they've got two children. Congressman, thanks for letting us stop by today. Thank you very
1: much. used to be chairman. Now I'm the ranking member.
0: (laughs) That's good enough. Uh, Congratulations on your recent re-election. And now with your sixth term in office underway, you've got a full decade under your belt of being a member of Congress thinking you probably've got a few things figured out here by now, right?
1: Well, I wish that were the case. <laughs> uh, uh what I have figured out is that um, we do have the finest form of government that's ever been devised as long as as, as we uh uh recognize that and uh, and honor it, and that means the constitution.
0: You know, I uh, I know there are times when there's a lot of talk about term limits, etc. But I would think somebody with some background and experience like yourself here in Congress, that would be a benefit to getting things done, would you think?
1: Well, what's most important, I think, is, is the, uh, the fact that elected representatives uh, are not the sovereigns of our country. The sovereign of our country is the American people. Uh, everybody uh, that they elect is hired help. And um, uh, it's their responsibility to watch that hired help very carefully between elections uh, and, uh, and then to weigh in d- uh, during those elections is whether to keep them or throw them out and hire some new
0: help. You're no stranger to the political world. Before coming to Washington, you spent 22 years in the California State Assembly, having served both in the Assembly and the Senate. You also ran for governor during the state's recall election. Uh, In terms of goals and vision and personality, what's changed, if anything, with Tom McClintock since you first ran for office back in the early 80s?
1: well, I, I again i've I've uh, I think over the years developed a much uh, a deeper devotion to the institutions uh, that uh, resolve the differences that we have as a people. And we're in a period right now where we're seeing very, very intense differences. But we need to bear in mind that we do have the best institutions ever designed to resolve such differences as long as we're talking with each other as the American people, rather than shouting at each other. And uh, as the years have gone by, uh, uh, I've become more and more convinced of that.
0: You know, being a successful conservative Republican politician in California is a feat in itself, I think, especially in Last year's election, which saw seven Republican seats switch over to Democrats, obviously representing the fourth district helps, but what else would you credit in helping you to accomplish multiple reelection wins?
1: Well more than anything I've been very consistent in my message over the years that I've served in public office and that is that freedom works of the the freedom that the American founders recognized comes not from government, but comes from what they call the laws of nature and of nature's God, of our creator. We're born with those rights. Uh, They're not created by government. Rather, we create governments to protect those rights. And it's not just an ideological standpoint. As a practical matter, it has proven over the centuries to produce the happiest and most prosperous uh, and most just societies uh, in in, in, uh, the experience of human civilization. Um, I've found that the people of the 4th Congressional District believe these things very deeply, and um, uh, and I think that's also true of the American people overall.
0: You're listening to Closer Look. I'm Ed Linane. We're here in Washington talking with Congressman Tom McClintock from California's 4th District. All right, let's take a closer look at the 4th. Anybody listening here would know we're talking about gold country, right? It touches uh, multiple counties from Lake Tahoe down through Yosemite, Kings Canyon, uh, because of your stature in Congress, Congressman, you're often asked to speak on issues and events that are of a, a national nature. But what would people of the fourth tell you are some things that are really important still to them back home?
1: Oh, the, the two things I hear the most often are uh, the economy uh, and the uh, the condition of the Sierra Nevada. Uh, my district pretty much is the uh, the Sierra Nevada of California. Um, uh, and as you know, uh, we used to manage the uh, uh, the, the forests uh, to assure that we had vital, healthy forests. We removed excess timber before it could choke off the forest and burn. Uh, from that, we produced a, a steady stream of revenue and commerce uh, for the region uh, that uh, supported our local communities, supported thriving economies uh, throughout the Sierra. Uh, when we passed laws in the 1970s that made the management of our forests all but impossible we've watched them do what an untended garden will do and that is grow and grow until it chokes itself to death and that's the condition of our forest today that's why i've, I've served on the natural resources uh, uh, committee now for 11 years to try to restore Uh, the laws that allowed for the proper maintenance uh, of of our forests. And, of course, the economy. Now, we have had tremendous success there. Um, The uh, tax uh, reductions and uh, regulatory reforms that we've been able to win over the last couple of years have produced one of the most profound economic expansions in our nation's history, Uh, and we're seeing that across the country. Uh, uh, Lowest unemployment rate in 50 years. Uh, lowest unemployment rate for women since the 1950s, lowest unemployment rate for Americans of African and Hispanic descent uh, since they began keeping records. Uh, so we've had some significant successes there. We've had some successes in forest management. The uh, uh, legislation that I was able to get into the Wind Act has provided for expedited forest uh, uh, thinning in the, uh, the Tahoe Basin, uh, which has taken the... Um, uh, the uh, uh, bureaucratic delays uh, from years down to months uh, has uh, shrunk the uh, necessary environmental assessment from 800 pages down to less than 40, uh, and is starting to show results there. We need to get those same uh, reforms uh, enacted for the entire uh, national forest system, but I think we can now make a pretty good case on that.
0: I know that you know that wildfires in California have grown to catastrophic levels. The cost for containment and rebuilding continually grows. When addressing this, you've often spoke about the need for improving land and forest management, right?
1: Well, exactly. And, and you know, I, I was struck by something that uh, Jerry Brown said uh, after the uh, uh, the campfire that uh, wiped out the town of Paradise, killed 86 people. Uh, he said, well, this is the new abnormal. And I went back and, and, and did some uh, looking at that and found out it's not the new abnormal at all. It's the old normal. Um if you look at, at up until in, in the last half of the 20th century, um, we lost about 250,000 acres uh, a year in California to catastrophic fire. It was, it was very steady, very consistent, about 250,000 acres. Last year, we lost one and a half million acres to catastrophic wildfire. Um, something very bad has happened. Um, But when we look at the destruction of Paradise, we forget that was about 150,000 acres. In 1910, the Big Burn uh, destroyed 3 million acres in Montana and Idaho, uh, wiped out uh, six uh, uh, towns, uh, and killed 87 people among a much sparser population than we have today. It was right around that time that we formed the U.S. Forest Service. And the Forest Service's job was to protect the forest to manage them properly and uh, as i said a, a, an untended forest is just like an untended garden if you leave it alone and and don't tend to it uh, it's going to choke itself to death and ultimately will be consumed by catastrophic fire and if you go back into the pre-columbian days you'll see that's exactly what happened prior to uh, uh, the um Discovery of California, the the paleontologists tell us that uh, we, in California, we would lose between four and a half million and 12 million acres a year to catastrophic fire. That's what happens when the forests aren't properly managed. That's nature's way of dealing with it. Uh, Because of good management, we brought that from between four and a half and 12 million acres a year down to only a quarter million. When we abandoned those policies in the 1970s, we've watched the acreage being consumed by fire grow dramatically. We've seen an 80% decline in timber harvested off the federal lands over the past 30 years since those laws took effect, 40 years now. Um, And we've also watched a concomitant increase in acres destroyed by fire. Uh, There's an old maxim that uh, excess timber comes out of a forest one way or another. It's either carried out, or it burns out, but it will come out. When we carried it out, we had healthy forests. We also had a thriving local economy. And since we consigned our forests back to a policy of benign neglect, uh, we've watched them consumed by fire.
0: Well, here's one also connected to the long drought period that we just came through, water shortages here in California, one of seven western states connected to the Colorado River Drought Contingency Plan, which recently passed in the House. You voted yes on that. What's the act do? Why is it helpful to people of California in the district?
1: Well, first, let's just get a, a brief background of our of, of our water situation. Fortunately, we live in one of the most water rich regions of the country in, in Northern California. But you know, everybody seems to think that the um, the Colorado River is the great river in the West. Colorado River is a junior sister to the Sacramento. The Sacramento is a much much larger river. The difference is. We store 70 million acre feet of water on the Colorado. We only store 10 million acre feet on the Sacramento and lose most of the rest of that to the Pacific Ocean every year. Um, uh, what I learned uh, uh, chairing the um, uh, water committee for four years is that uh, you know droughts are nature's fault, they happen. But water shortages are our fault. Water shortages are a result of deliberate choice that we made to stop building dams. And the reason we stop building dams is because of the same environmental laws that have made the management of our forests impossible has also made the construction of new reservoirs uh, cost prohibitive. Uh, we have not added a major reservoir over a million acre feet uh, to, uh, to our water system in California in the last, uh, well, since 1979. Uh, meanwhile, the population has nearly doubled. Uh, we're not going to solve our uh, water shortages until we build more dams, and we're not going to build more dams until we overhaul the laws that have made their construction impossible. I mean, just to give you one example, I've got the town of Forest Hill in my district. Uh, they get their uh, uh, water from a, a, a small reservoir called the Sugar Pine Reservoir, built years ago with an 18-foot spillway but no spillway gate. Uh, didn't need the extra water at the time, do now. Um, that uh, uh, spillway gate is going to cost that little town of about $5,000, $2 million. But that's not the price of the actual project. That's just the price of the gate. To the, act, to the, to the price of the actual gate, you then have to add uh, another $1 million minimum in, in, uh, in environmental studies. Two million dollars more in environmental mitigations, and six million dollars as a Forest Service fee uh, to move a, uh, a a trail that goes around the lake and about a dozen campsites. So, a a project that was was viable for that little community to increase its its water storage becomes a cost prohibitive uh, boondoggle, and that's what's stalling all of our projects. So, the the um, uh, act that you're referring to begins to move us back toward prioritizing water storage again, but we've got an awful long way to go and we're not going to get there until uh, we streamline and overhaul these laws that are making their construction so difficult.
0: You are listening to Closer Look. I'm Ed Lenane. We're here in Washington visiting with Congressman Tom McClintock from the California 4th District. Uh, You built your reputation as a fiscal conservative, so let's talk about that topic more in a national scope. Uh, Could have a huge future impact on people in the district. That's the topic of our national debt. I think I last saw a figure of now over $22 trillion. What's the consensus from Congress on this, and what are your concerns?
1: Well, I can tell you everything you need to know about the uh, the federal budget with three numbers, uh, 26, 29, and 46. 26% is the increase of inflation population over the last 10 years. 29% is the increase in revenue. So our, in, our revenues, even after the tax cuts, have more than kept pace with inflation and population. In fact, after the tax cuts, we're actually taking in record amounts of new revenue because of the economic expansion that those tax cuts made possible. So 26% increase in inflation and population combined, 29% increase in revenues. Here's what's killing us. That third number, 46% is the increase in federal spending in the same period. Uh, we are spending vastly more than uh, uh, the growth of our revenues, and the result is uh, catastrophic deficits. Now, a debt, accumulated debt of more than 23 trillion dollars. Um, but what's really dangerous about that is the interest costs that we have to pay. We're paying about 400, very rough terms, about 400 billion dollars a year just in interest that's ju- that's money going out the door from your tax and, and when we talk about a billion dollars by the way in federal money uh, art laffer uh, calls those mega numbers m-e-g-o my eyes glaze over uh, I've always found it important to, to 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 use some real world standard every billion dollars we we throw around in in, in Washington think of that as eight dollars from your family's budget because if you divide the number of families into that in, into a billion dollars it's eight dollars uh, so when we talk about a trillion dollars, we're talking about $8,000 out of your family's budget. When we talk about running up a $1 trillion, almost $1 trillion deficit next year, that's $8,000 being added to your family's credit card bill. And it's this isn't theoretical. This is just as real as if it appeared on your credit card bill. In fact, it's more real because you're required to pay back that $8,000 before you can pay back the first dollar of your own debt, and the IRS is always very insistent that you do. That comes out of your future taxes. So this is absolutely killing our country. And um, uh, so when when you talk about $400 billion a year just in interest costs, put that in perspective, our entire defense establishment right now costs about $700 billion, Um, and the growth of the Uh, interest payments on that debt is so steep that they estimate within the next few years uh, uh, we're going to be paying more just to rent money we've already spent than we are able to spend for the entire defense of our country. Uh, That is simply not sustainable, and history is shouting this warning at us that, that countries that bankrupt themselves simply aren't around very long because before you can provide for the common defense or promote the general welfare, you've got to be able to pay for it. And that debt is now threatening our country's future ability to do so. It's got to be brought under control, and it's got to be brought under control on the spending side because that's what's driving it. And when you hear people say, oh, well, we need higher taxes. Well, first of all, higher taxes don't necessarily mean higher revenues. We've already learned that there's a point where you raise taxes, you actually do so much damage to the economy. You bring in less revenue. We just cut taxes. And because of the positive impact that had on the economy, it's bringing in more revenues. The problem is on the spending side, and that's what Congress has refused to address.
0: Well, like most members of Congress, you put a lot of miles in. You want to talk about the balance between home life and Washington life? How has that worked for you over the years? i
1: uh I come home every weekend so um uh, have found that's the best way to keep in touch with the with the district um uh, there's not a lot of trouble you can get into in congress if you go home every week because the district <laughs> district won't let you <laughs> you hear from people and uh, uh and they 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 keep you properly grounded
0: well as we mentioned earlier your recent reelection means you're kicking off uh your sixth term in congress no matter what the future holds Whenever your time in Congress does come to an end, what's the one thing that you hope your constituents of the 4th District will actually remember you by?
1: Well, the, the nicest thing has been said about me was said by the Citizens Against Government Waste, and that was that I was the strongest vote in Congress in several sessions uh, defending uh, the earnings that people send to this, uh, to this government every year. Um, what would I most like to be remembered for? I'd like to be remembered for uh, all of the work that I've done to make freedom work, because I mean, it, it does work. The, the closer we hew to these principles... Uh, the better off our country has always been, and the farther we've drifted from them, uh, the worse off we've been.
0: Congressman Tom McClintock, who represents California's 4th District, thank you for letting us uh, come by and visit today. Oh,
1: it's my pleasure.
0: Thank you for having me. This has been Love Closer Look. Find us online at KLOVE.com.